Hello and welcome to the weekly Yes, a podcast where two best friends talk about their joint mission to say yes to life. I am your host, Yara Skakfjord, and co-host is my bestie, the amazing Kristen Guerin. Today's episode is all about honesty. We talk about how it shows up in relationships, how it relates to codependency, and what it means to show up authentically. Also, in honor of the new year, we briefly touch on our intentions for 2024. Happy New Year, everybody. I hope you had a healthy and happy holiday season, and we hope you're as excited as we are to step into 2024. For today's Fast Facts, I thought I would remind you that Kristen and I are both actors and we met in theater school and that there are a couple of times in this episode where we are nerding out a bit about theater. We talk about this musical that's called Sweet Charity, and I just thought I would mention it since not everybody might know what that musical is, but it's a very famous musical and the lead character, her name is Charity. So when you hear Kristen go on about charity, we're not talking about charity work. We are talking about the lead character in the musical Sweet Charity. Another moment where we geek out a little bit about theater is when we mention a very famous play by Anton Chekhov that's called The Seagull. Um, And there's a character in that play. Her name is Nina. And Nina is an actress in that play. Just for those of you that might not be familiar, I thought it would let you in on that little private inside um, joke and references. And now, without further ado, I'm going to drop you straight into our conversation. Enjoy. It's funny because I'm already ready to go, like 100% yeah. when we start. Like, I'm already, I already have 10 odd thoughts in my head. I could launch right into a monologue for 30 minutes immediately. And I just had a thought where I was like, oh, she's not where I am right now mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as you were doing that. And I was like, oh, I love that. I know that's a good thing. You know what I mean? Because I think I would launch in without actually opening the space, without actually being intentional. And I think it's really good that there's that intention and that sacred space created first. And then I can light the fire and then you can continue to fan it. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. OK, here it comes. And then, all right, he's getting bigger and bigger because you're feeding off of what I generated and what I was ready to generate like 10 minutes before we started, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just of interest. On that note, I had so many things this week. <laughs> Great. That I want to share with the world. Here you go, oh world. Here you go, world. Here's your gift for the day. The yeses for the week. My first was honesty. Mm. Um, you are a terribly honest person. Honesty is a such a value of yours. And I've known this my whole life. And I've, always, I've watched you struggle with it and yeah and go to battle with honesty really frequently and I've never felt any sort of I just didn't have a relationship with honesty Hmm. and so I was very neutral about it I was like oh this is so interesting to watch but it doesn't it just it's just not it's not affecting me I don't have any relationship with it and last in the last few days or so I was on my way to the gym I was out of town so I was in Miami and I had my class pass so I basically can book a, a a gym session at this gym and but it's not my gym and, and I booked the session but I booked it for the wrong time and I showed up I thought I had booked it starting at 8 a.m I had booked it starting at 6 a.m for a two-hour slot so I showed up at 805 and as my drive on my drive over there I was like oh no I had the wrong time and I thought to myself I could just pretend I didn't know or just walk in and be maybe they won't even notice and if they do I'll be like I, I can shocked and basically like a way of manipulating to get what I wanted and immediately, this is the very first time I think I've ever had this kind of thought where I thought to myself, no, 
I would rather be honest and say, I made a mistake. Is it okay? Shouldn't be a problem. They're getting paid either way. You know what I mean? It's a huge gym. It shouldn't be an issue. But I would rather be honest and not get what I want than manipulate or lie and get what I want. And that is the first time I've ever had that thought. I'm 33 years old. <laughs> I'm a pretty good person, like overall. But honesty is just never, I've never seen the point in being honest. Mm. And I actually think it's because, I think there's so many things here, but I think I was actually raised to lie to, or to, to maybe stretch the truth a little bit so that other people feel better, to make other, to, for the greater good, that lying is actually helpful. Yeah. And I think that's like very codependent behavior. I think that's right. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things there. Uh, but that was such an interesting thought. And boy, did it snowball so fast. I thought this on Wednesday morning. By Saturday, I had completely said yes to this. I said, I'm just going to see what this feels like, right? This honesty. Let's see what this honesty thing feels like. And by Saturday, I, I had this complete transformation where I was like, I want to be so clear with my intentions, honest, completely honest with my intentions, with myself, with other people, with the divine, with the universe, with God. I want to be so clear with my intentions and honest about the reason I'm doing things as opposed to just pretending that I don't really care or it's fine right. if I get the thing or don't. I'm not because that's not honesty. That's me protecting myself or protecting others or protecting or trying to get what I want without saying what I want, without being vulnerable too. there's so many parts to it here. There's so many aspects of it without getting turned down as well. I went on a date with someone in Oh my gosh, like February. I'll never forget this. And somehow he hadn't actually asked me out, yet somehow we had a date. And I was like, how did I was like, I don't think you've actually technically asked me out yet. And I remember him saying to me, which should have been a red flag. <laughs> and I remember him saying to me, Yeah, that's that was intentional so that you can't turn me down. And I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. Like he manipulated me into, do you know what I mean? Into agreeing to the date without him actually ever having to be vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Red flag game. I can go back a year from now. I'd be like, watch out for that one. Anyway, but I, so since then, it's, what was that? Three days later, by Saturday, I was in a place of saying, saying very clearly yes to being honest in my intentions. And I started telling people what I really wanted. And boy, have I started receiving immediately, like just by the universe, myself, others. And also I'm getting no's. And that's okay too. And that's actually helpful. This is making me think about, and this is really silly, but there is a scene in New Girl. I knew you were going to say New Girl. You really? I was like, there's no way she's not going to say New Girl. And I don't know what scene you're talking about, but I'm so excited. Wait, is it my favorite scene? Tell me. I can't wait. I don't know. No, but it's about, it's when Jess is applying to be a teacher at this really like progressive school. And the principal of the school takes two children that had altercations in the playground. She takes them into a classroom and sits them in front of an empty chair. And she invites honesty to sit into the chair. And then the children have to address honesty and, and say what truly happened from a place of honesty. And then they say, I'm sorry, and like all, all these things. And then later in the episode, they use that tool for Jess and Nick and Sam. And anyway, so they use the tool that, they, that was meant for children for the adults. Like there's a callback to it later in the episode. And I was just thinking because, I don't know, when you are a child, like there's so much honesty happening. Like children just, they're just, <laughs> they feel however they feel and they express it. Like they, they say whatever they're, they're thinking and they don't, they're not necessarily, they're not thinking about sparing anyone's feelings. Yeah. And they call the adults out, like they call their parents out when they say something that's untrue. 
a lot of the time the parents will say something to the other parent and mom that's not true you did go to the grocery store yeah Yeah. they would they call people out on it and I also know that in relationships like when people are asked like what do you want in a relationship or what do you value in a relationship people a lot of the time say honesty but I don't think that's true a lot of the time and I also come from a very codependent household and witness a lot of yeah stretching the truth so I Thank you for saying that you see that in me, that it's a value of mine. It's a value of mine, but it didn't happen until a little later in life, honestly, because I was like, I I was so tired of not being truthful in the moment. And it got me into, and when I'm saying not truthful, I don't mean that I'm like blatantly lying, that I'm not truly saying how I'm feeling. I'm not saying what I want. Sometimes I would say yes or no when I meant the opposite and, and all those things. So it was sort of like in my... 20s when I started learning about codependency and and how there's like this invisible dishonesty that's not like obvious. It's not like you're saying, I went to the store, but you actually stayed at home. You know what I mean? It's not like that kind of black and white kind of thing. Like there's quote unquote really good reasons for why you stretched the truth a little bit and you were like more in the gray area to exactly like you were saying, protect myself or protect the other person because you don't want to you don't want to be hurtful or harmful. Someone asks, do you like this dress? And you're like, I don't know if I like the dress that they're wearing, but they seem to like mm-hmm. it. So like, how can I? So these are like the rules that we start to feel into when we're coming out of this childhood state of, but we should always say the truth. And it's and then like, the parents have to explain, this is how life works. But what does it actually look like? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What does it actually look like? Because I'm not, I'm not entirely sure because <laughs> I know also I've had moments in my life where I, spoke my truth and I said things that like I meant I'm like no I don't think that's a good idea or whatever just like very blatantly stated without trying to protect anybody's feelings and it didn't go over well so I'm like so so what the hell do I do (laughs) you know what I mean then do I just not say anything I think that value honesty is because like in in the past sometimes because of my ADHD I have sometimes accidentally said something that was like, and then I remembered maybe an hour later or a few minutes later, oh, wait, no, wait, I did put that dish in the sink or little things like that. It, it is as if I was lying, but mm-hmm. I wasn't. I just legit forgot about it because of the way that my brain works, right? So I sometimes would realize that and then get caught in that quote unquote lie that wasn't actually a lie, like it was just an accident, but I didn't have... Uh, uh, I'll use an example. This was back in the day when you were renting videos. My parents would always ask me to return them. They would leave. They would, okay, yeah, Yara, can you can you return these videos? I'm like, absolutely. They were like, you're not going to forget. I'm like, no, I'm not going to (laughs) forget. And I would always forget. Always. It didn't matter. They put it on top of the on top of the entryway table. They would hang it in a plastic bag on the doorknob. Didn't matter. I just forgot. And they thought that I was just being lazy. They thought that I was mm-hmm. just, oh, whoopsie, I forgot. They thought that was a lie, but it wasn't a lie. Like, it was the truth. And, and, and sometimes I, I feel the need from almost like a traumatic place. I feel the need to be overly honest sometimes so that there are no misunderstandings. So I tend to over-explain. I tend to, like, really get nervous in, in certain situations when I'm like maybe put on the spot or something, I don't know. There's just like something because I don't fully trust my brain. Sometimes I'm like, am I forgetting something? Am I accidentally saying something that I don't mean? And then so I will immediately now say after the fact, like I, I sometimes I'm telling you something 
And then I was like, wait, no, that was a lie. That was a lie. I went and then I will immediately correct myself. So I once opened my husband's computer to Google something. This was a few years ago. And this was when we were working on our communication. We were working on being more open and honest and not trying to spare each other's feelings and just be very upfront with everything. And I opened his computer and I, so I read very quickly, like I can't help it. And I saw on his computer, like I, I opened it up and there's a document open that has a poem or like lyrics. And I, within three seconds, without even thinking about it, had read the whole thing. And I was like, oh, and then I closed it. I was like, that was not something that I was supposed to see. That was very personal. So I was like, uh, uh, oh, like this was not good. And then later in the day, he comes home and we were just talking and he's like, you know what? I, I actually, I wrote something today. Can I share it with you? And this was my first reaction. I was like, oh yeah, of course, absolutely. I knew exactly what it was going to be. I'm like, I know he's going to share with me this poem or this lyric. And then he opened his computer and then he was about to start, about to start reading. And I was like, I'm sorry, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. <laughs> it's completely like freaking out. I'm like, okay, I have to tell you something. Please don't be mad. Uh, this was a complete accident. I need you to believe me that it was a, a total accident. I didn't mean to do it. I, I was not snooping. I was not, I like gave a whole thing. But I opened the computer earlier today to Google something and the document was open and I just, I'm so sorry. I just read so quickly and I was able to read the whole thing. I would love it if you would still read it for me and share it with me because I want to hear it from you. But just so you know, I, I did already read it and it was a complete accident. And then he in turn said, okay, that's a little bit upsetting. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I don't feel good about it, but thank you for telling me and I believe you. I, yeah. So that was, I will never forget this because it was the first time, especially like within a romantic relationship that I actually said something that was honest and, I, and was forthcoming and I, I was met with honesty back and like compassion mm -hmm. back and the person didn't run out of the door and slam the door like whatever. Anyway, so I'm just using that as an example because that that moment, it might not seem like much, but it was such a scary moment. I thought it was like, I thought I was dying in that moment. And then going back to my childhood, thinking about my past, I didn't trust my parents to react right. with, calmly. I think of another New Girl episode, as you say all of this. My first thought is, <laughs> my first thought is really intention. And I feel like the intention, as you were speaking, I was like, oh, it's not just about being honest for me. That's not, the value here is not honesty. It's that my values in the way that I'm approaching life are shifting. And the symptom is honesty. As oh, opposed like to that. the value being honesty. So yeah, I like that. So I realized that what the shift is, moving from and to is it's moving from taking care of everybody else all the time responsibility for everybody else which leads to removing their autonomy i think of odysseus in the odyssey and how i i, I think about this probably once a year when we were in the ninth grade everybody in the united states reads the, the odyssey in the ninth grade and at the end of the spoiler alert, <laughs> at the end of the book he returns, he's had a bunch of affairs with a bunch of different people. And he returns on his way back to his wife, Penelope. He says, somebody asks him, will you tell your wife about the affairs? And he thinks about it. And he says, no, I don't think I'll share them with her because to share them would be, would be for me. It would be a selfish act to share them, would get it off my chest. I'll never do it again, but I'm not telling her because it would hurt her and be a selfish act. And I remember being in the ninth grade in my English class. And our teacher had asked, do you agree with Odysseus in this moment? And everybody else was like, no, like he should tell her. And I was like, I wouldn't want to be told. 
Like I would rather yeah. have my autonomy taken away because it is a self. Like he's right. There's and so it is just such a I don't know. Honesty is such a fickle thing. Such mm-hmm. a there's just a there's such a line here, and it's the intention I think that really that really matters. So so moving from and that's who I was. So I was Odysseus across the board, right? Of like doing this, not cheating and not telling people, but removing people's autonomy and saying, I know what's best for you. I am responsible for you. I take, I want to take care of you and make you as happy and healthy and well as, as you can be. And so therefore, I as the parent or the, the husband in this unequal relationship thousands of years ago, I have to lie to you to take care of you. Versus, so that's where I was and that's where I've been most of my life. Moving towards, you're not my responsibility. This isn't my, so I saw, side note, I saw our friend Doris, who is a healer, medium, shamanic healer, just stater. She's incredible. Doris Samuelson, she's amazing. I saw her yesterday and she, and we discussed this. I'm not going to go at length into it because it's a personal healing session. But one of the things she had seen for me when she was looking into this was that I will often, in with the purest of intentions of, I know what's best. And I, I usually do, yada, I usually do. <laughs> that's the truth. And it's about with the purest of intentions saying, instead of saying, you can play on the whole playground, kiddo, instead saying, here's a box and you're going to play inside this box because it is where you will have the most fun and find the most healing and have the nicest time. So it's, the truth is they probably will have the most fun in the box. Um, I'm probably right about it, but it's not my responsibility. It doesn't have to be my responsibility. It could be if I chose to be, and it has been for 33 years, but it doesn't have to be my responsibility. I can give them the whole playground. Yeah. And leave the box there and say, and they will probably find that the box is the most fun. But it's that sort of removing myself from being mother or to CEO, <laughs> a teacher, whatever it is, to everybody in my life. Right. So it's that shift and that leads to honesty, which makes me think of the other new girl scene, which is this actually has bothered me. Guys, I'm sorry. I just, I need to like go on a whole rant here. This has bothered me since I first saw these episodes. Season four, we have the meth episode, background check, where Nick tells us he can't lie. Do you remember this? They yes. think that they found meth and the police officer comes over. They have to hide it from the police officer. And I can't lie. I'm a horrible liar. It's hilarious. One of my favorite episodes. The next episode is gay Nick episode where they where she, he has to pretend to be gay because of he's living with Jess and it's their exes and all this. Spoiler again. Sorry, guys. At this point, you should, have, you should know both of these stories. It's um, a very old show. It's fine. <laughs> it's a very old show. It's existed for a while. Oh, it's just so good. And he has to pretend to be gay to not upset Jess's new boyfriend. And he says, and it's so annoying because it's like, you just said in the last episode, you can't lie. Yet here you are in the next episode lying. And the way that they explain it with one line where he says, I may not be able to lie, but I am great at playing pretend. And that it's actually such a deep, it still bothers me a little bit. It's a cop out, but also it's another great episode, so I'm okay with it. But it's actually a brilliant, deep thought of the intention was to lie and deceive a police officer versus to play pretend and help a friend. Mm-hmm. Something that really doesn't matter. I'm like, oh, that's actually, yeah, it is. It's about the intention more so than the the actual act and what it looks like if you're lying, if you're saying, I didn't put the, I didn't wash the dish, like you just said. But it's like, oh, I actually just forgot I didn't wash the dish. I think it's the intention behind it more than anything. It's really tricky. When you've lived in, in a world where all of the grownups around you seem to be not playing by the rules that they tell you to play by and you're like, wait, what? Huh? It's very confusing. 
I love this conversation, though. I feel like we're probably going to be talking about this more often now that this is like a thing that's in the forefront for you. I think this is going to come up a lot now in the in the next year, 2025. <laughs> wait, yada, it's 2024 next year. No, wait, what? Oh, my God. Oh, <gasps> it's really interesting. I wonder what that's about. Uh, I hope it's not a thing of like, 2024 is going to be so horrible. You wish you could skip a year. You know what I mean? I hope it's really hope it's not oh that. Oh, my gosh. I hope not. No, oh I don't God. think so. Everything's changing. Do you know what I mean? You might just be tapping into a year from now energy. Everything is changing. Everything is changing. There's a vol volcanic eruption in yeah. Iceland right now as we're recording this. It just happened last night. So literally the land, like the earth is changing right now. Lava is insane, by the way. Like absolutely insane anyway so i so th there was a couple of things coming up for me last week and into this week and we're we're recording this a couple of days before the summer solstice which is a very potent magical time and for me it's like the new year more than the mm -hmm. gregorian calendar new year like when i'm looking at the year that's passed and like into the new year and everything and i was thinking like for the year ahead and I've never done like a word of the year like I've never d done that before but it was it couldn't have come through more clearly for me that the word of the year for me should be love and my Capricorn self was like Ugh, gross I was like I don't like that at all I don't like that word at all which tells me that well then 100% it should mm -hmm. be your word for the year I much rather would have wanted something else I don't know like abundance prosperity drive or like you know something that's yeah. a bit more tangible presumably but it's it, it kept bugging me so I was like okay so I guess that's what I need to lean into and I think that's exactly what you were saying about the intention I think that is going to be a really helpful barometer if you will for ba basically anything and, I, and I'm saying yes to things because that's something that I'm going to continue to do right but saying yes from a place of saying yes and no based on love like I remember there was this one um, sort of energetic hygiene um, exercise that I did a few years ago where you were like setting this uh, force field around yourself that anything less than love cannot mm. penetrate this force field I think it's going to be really helpful because I think it's I don't want to say easy but I think it's an accessible thing for me that will override things that are like fear, shame, and guilt, or like worry, or what is the quote unquote, the best thing to do? It, it's going to take me out of my brain and into just like this heart space of, is this from a place of love? Like what is happening or what it needs to happen or this opportunity? Would I say yes or no to it? Can I allow myself to receive more because I love myself enough to allow myself to receive more goodness? Am I willing to have a difficult conversation with the person that I love because I love them and because I want the relationship to be better. So I'm I'm taking that with me into the new year. Like if if my word of the year is is love and it doesn't happen in a vacuum, sure I can sit at home and experience the love of the divine and care for myself and like all these things. It's meant to be exchanged, no? It's meant to be be given and and received. Love and connection. That's what's going to be my guiding light, I think, into the into the new year. I'm having a really hard time talking about this because I can feel my sort of my heart is just like closing up or it's like it's hardening as I'm speaking about this because this is so difficult yeah it's so difficult for me to, whew, to be softer and be more like be more open and letting people in I'm like I will let you in up until a 
point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it's not like I, I'm ignoring people or not connecting with people when they connect with me. It's, I'm like, I'm open. and I'm like, I'll have a conversation. I'll have a really deep conversation with a stranger. You know what I mean? Like, no problem. That's not what this is about. This is something else. Like, this is something that really requires vulnerability and I don't like it. I don't like it, but I have to. This is a major challenge. Yeah. This love and connection. And then the third thing is authenticity. Showing up authentically, which is very, which is why I was resonating so much to your talk about honesty, because that's, and I said the other day, I I went to this audition, authenticity and like being myself and all those things was coming up like during that week. And so I used the audition, the callback as as an opportunity to practice that. So not Mm -hmm. an opportunity to practice acting, not an opportunity to like pursue my objective in the scene or there was nothing on paper. There was nothing acting related about it. But one could argue that this is 100% acting related. But yeah. my exclusive intention was I am going to show up and be 100% myself. Mm. I'm going to show up as authentically as I possibly can and be 100, 1,000% myself if I can. Yeah. I had a blast. It was like a full hour callback. It was like I was like reading with a bunch of different people. It was like a, a whole group. And then a couple of days go by and I'm like, and I'm driving and the old familiar anxiety pinch starts to come through. And I was like, oh man, I was like, oh, this really sucks. And I showed up so authentically. So it was so much more painful because I was so much myself. Oh my God, I was too much. I went too far. They didn't like me. Oh, because it's so much easier to be like, oh, they just didn't like my acting. Oh, they just didn't like my work. But that wasn't my intention. My intention was to show up 100% as myself. And they didn't like it. I was like, oh, my God. And it felt so horrible. And I just felt so rejected. It took me a while to talk me out of it and and really just give myself grace and be like, I'm still proud of you for showing up authentically. That just means that these weren't your people. Like all all these things. Like one day, and I kept telling myself, one day, I'm just going to show up authentically. And that's going to be exactly what they want. That's Mm going to be exactly what they need one day. And then I got an email yesterday and I booked it. You know? (laughs) So I was like, oh. So it was a really nice really nice confirmation from the universe that like just keep being yourself just keep showing up as yourself and you're going to book the things that are in alignment with that and just like you said earlier I would rather be honest and not get what I want than be dishonest and get what I want I would rather show up authentically and not book yeah than show up not authentically and book what is that line from the seagull she says Nina says I didn't know what to do with my hands I was just acting you don't know how frustrating it is when you're acting poorly and you don't, what is that line? I also feel yes. like I'm doing her voice uh, right now. What is this line? I know what you mean. I know what you're talking about. Nope to do with my hands. It's so good. I didn't know what to so do with my hands. It's so spot on. Yeah. It is. And it just reminds me, it just makes me think of, I don't remember what role she was playing. I don't know if they've ever mentioned it. They might've mentioned it. It might've been a Russian play that I didn't know, but it just makes me think of times in my life where I booked something that wasn't right for me, mm-hmm. that I felt like I was acting poorly in that I didn't know what to do with my hands, that it was, I couldn't show up as my full authentic self to the thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. perhaps, and it's not that I honestly, I think of sweet charity. So I, that's what I, it's in my head right now. I made a good charity in that production. I could make an amazing charity in a production that wanted my charity. I was cast by the, I guess, associate director and casting director for the theater, not by the director. So I showed up to on set and the director, I was not her charity. There was another girl in the cast who she would have absolutely loved to have flipped roles with. And it was so clear, right? Yeah, I just was not what she wanted. 
I probably was the, the artistic director who cast me in the role. She probably would have been a great director. That would have been a great collaboration. But I was, it wasn't her production. She wasn't directing it. And then I remember just being so frustrated and being, it was a really difficult process. But then even like when we were in performances, I just felt like I lost. I felt like Nina. Like, I don't know what to do with my hands. I don't. Because she had tried to get me to do what wasn't authentically me. She tried to get me to do what was authentically her and what she wanted me to do. And I didn't know how to do it. And I just think that's not the kind of work I want to do, the kind of work I want to do. And not just acting wise as a metaphor for life. I don't know. I, I just got a very weird email a few minutes ago and it made me think about, about work stuff. And it made me think, boy, I don't want to be doing this thing, this specific thing at work. I don't want, I want to cut that out. I want to shift that greatly because it's not authentically. It's not even what I'm excited about the work. It's not, we're doing this thing because somebody gave us funding to do this thing. We're doing this thing because people told us that they wanted this thing done. Is it authentic to our organization? Is it authentic to like our voices as a team? Is it authentic to my voice as executive director, CEO? No. And therefore it feels shitty. I don't know if I can say that on a podcast. Yada, you didn't. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> it feels shitty. Anyway, I just, I just want to honor that and honor that idea of showing up so truly and authentically yourself that you want rejection if it's not for you yeah i don't want to book it just to book it and there's so much honor and love yeah there for everybody everyone involved like i love myself enough to show up authentically and i love this casting director or artistic director or whatever enough even though i don't know them but i'm gonna send yeah. i'm gonna do them the courtesy and the love of showing them fully who i am so that they know exactly who they're hiring yeah. or if i'm not what they're looking for they will know faster <laughs> yeah. You know, don't they always say that for entrepreneurs and like successful people fail faster, just do it faster. And I yeah. think also if I am tapping into my authenticity with from a place of love, I will know quicker where to go. If those are the parameters that I'm working with, then I like the whole overwhelm with, oh, where should I go? What should I do? Should I say mm. yes or should I say no? I am able to move so much faster to the things that I want to do. And therefore do more things. Yeah. I was, there's this spiritual principle I was thinking of it today. And, and we say it in so many different ways. Like every spiritual advice is in a different way of what you want wants you. Mm. Or there's a way of saying it of what you want is calling out to you. So the reason you have, the reason you feel desire for something is because it's out there calling out to you to meet it. Or there's even a, a, like a, maybe a little, a little bigger or deeper spirituality way of thinking of it, which is what I want, I already have. There's a version of me that already has it. Energetically, it's already mine. If it's already mine, then I don't have to do anything or be anyone or force a situation or pretend mm -hmm. or manipulate anything in order to receive it. I just have to show up so authentically myself that I'm therefore in alignment, right? We think about the frequency, like you're in alignment with this frequency. If I show up in my own real frequency, then that thing is already mine. I just receive it at that yeah. frequency, right? Yeah. If I'm showing up at a different frequency, then I'm, you know, pretending to be putting on a mask, whatever it might be. I was thinking this morning of like how many times I've made myself small, put myself in a box and charity is a perfect example, but there's so many times I was, I was reflecting, actually yesterday I was reflecting on it, how horrible that feels to be like, I'm so squished and I don't feel. And so therefore I'm receiving things that are at that frequency, which mm -hmm. aren't actually mine and they don't actually fit me and they feel horrible. You know what I mean? I don't want them. Maybe I want them for a week. But then after a week, I just, I think about a relationship I did this in. And 
I got through maybe two or three weeks of doing it. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I, could I got claustrophobic. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, I can't live. You can't live like that. You can't. Yeah. No, you and can't. And who would want to? I guess you could, but who would want to, right? Might as well just always be authentic so that you can immediately start to receive, as you said. Collapse timelines immediately start to receive. What is yours? What is already yeah. yours? Yeah. Instead of like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm, if I think about myself, like constantly trying to fix myself. I'm always trying to fix myself. Mm. Oh, in order to get this, I have to be this or that or this or that. That means I have to get rid of this and that and this and that. And I can't be like this, like all of these things. Whereas, yeah. whoo, like, no, yeah. like exactly what you were saying. Of, I already have everything that I need and what mm. and want and what I need and want is already here. I also just like, thought about like masking or pretending to be someone that you're not. And then you are trying to meet the thing that wants you. But they're mm. like, but they keep looking over you because they don't recognize you because you're not yourself. Yes. You know what I mean? Like you're yes. wearing a costume. Wait, where is That's Kristen? So I don't see her. Oh, okay, I guess I'll move on. Wow. Anyway. I love that. We feel complete. We do. We feel complete. This was lovely. Thank you so much. So good to Blah, see you. So good uh, to see you. Lovely. I'm going to say happy solstice because we're recording this on the solstice. I'm going to say happy new year to those who are listening because it's a new year. And we'll see you next week. That concludes this week's episode of The Weekly Yes. You will find us on all major podcast platforms as well as YouTube. And you can follow us on Instagram as well at The Weekly Yes. We encourage you to show up authentically this week, no matter what. And perhaps if you're feeling brave, to investigate your relationship with honesty. Thank you so much for listening to our humble podcast. We encourage you to subscribe if you haven't already, and if you feel inspired to give us a kind review on whichever platform you are listening to us on. Keep saying yes, and we'll see you next week.